Freedom-loving patriots, fellow MAGA extremist Republican cult members, all those not caught in the matrix, all those looking for a way out of the matrix, we're going to help you with that. All of you assigned labels that end in phobe, ister, ism, and yes, those clinging to their guns and Bibles. I'm your host, Becca Marie, along with Stella Padilla, and you are listening to Freedom Speak. I'd like for you to check out our website, freedomspeaknm.com, where you can click on the radio replay link and listen to playbacks of any of our previous shows, and also check out the resource page. You can get the podcast of this show on SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple iTunes. Want to send us your questions and comments? Email us at Becca, B-E-C-C-A, at freedomspeaknm.com. And you can now watch us and see our pretty faces on Friday mornings. 9 a.m. to noon. If you're watching this, you already know that. If you're listening to the replay on KDAZ Radio, I want to thank you for listening. If you want to check out that uh, live stream on Friday mornings next time, you can always go to my website, freedomspeaknm.com, and click on the Rumble link Friday mornings, 9 a.m. to 12 noonish. We can say noonish because the live stream is a little bit longer than the radio playback. So anyway, you know, a lot of things been going on this week that have got me very focused on the freedom of speech. And especially as it pertains to, I mean, obviously we've had a freedom of speech problem on social media with all the censorship and the canceling and the doxing and all of that stuff that we've heard about over the last few years. And of course, I've talked about that a lot, but there's a lot more stuff going on lately in the news that are blatant examples of this sort of censorship, government-sponsored censorship. So since our government is currently in the process of openly violating our constitutionally protected right to free speech, My goal this week is to expose all the violations I see currently underway and talk about this most important inalienable right. Did you know that the ancient Greeks pioneered free speech as a democratic principle? The ancient Greek word, and I hope I say this word correctly, paraphysia means free speech or to speak candidly. The term first appeared in Greek literature around the end of the 5th century B.C., This term free speech has been around for a long time. It's been around in the United States since December 15th of 1791. Our right to free speech is protected by the First Amendment in the Bill of Rights, not given to us by the First Amendment, protected by the First Amendment. And that's the same story for all the other amendments in the Bill of Rights. The First Amendment prohibits the federal government from passing laws restricting freedom of speech and abridging freedom of the press. Of all the clauses in the Bill of Rights, this is the one deeply ingrained as an overall part of American culture, regardless of its impact on the law. Indeed, if one were to ask almost anyone what right is most important to them as an American— the freedom of speech would probably be at the top of the list. The United States anomalous in allowing for incredibly incredible leeway with regard to both freedom of speech and freedom of the press. At least that is what we have always thought. This is why, for example, 
the works of noted conspiracy theorists. They're calling him a conspiracy theorist. David Icke, known for stating that the British royal family, among others, are shape-shifting, blood-sucking reptiles, can be published in the United States, but not in the United Kingdom. <laughs> I think we might have a, blood, a lot of blood-sucking reptiles in our government, honestly. There's an extremely high bar for what is legally actionable speech in the United States, or at least there used to be. Among other things, America is one of the only countries without hate speech laws, although those seem to be coming. I think the United States has become so used to the idea of free speech that many don't even understand quite what the First Amendment means in this new age of technology. I think we're all confused about that, honestly, at this point. I don't even think the Founding Fathers had any idea of any of that stuff ever happening. It was beyond their comprehension at the time. Without getting too much into the law, I think the common sense approach in understanding free speech can be summed up simply to mean you have the right to say what you'd like except for if it hurts another person. That should be common sense. You have the right to what you don't like to say what you don't like about our government as well. At least you used to be able to do that. That seems to be changing as well. Yelling fire in a packed movie theater can lead to people being hurt if a stampede was the result. All right. Therefore, that would be considered malicious and we would be considered a crime. Unless, of course, there really was a fire in the theater. Slander could also hurt a person's livelihood. And you can, they can be sued for that as well. And there have been some successful lawsuits against slander. Uh, who was that kid a while back that uh, the the guy the Indian guy was playing the drum and I don't know they went after the, the media went after him and he got a big old lawsuit out of him good for him those circumstances have long been standing limits of freedom of speech since the invention of social media and since the Rona the lack of freedom of speech has been subtly thrust upon us and many people seem to be just accepting it. We hear a lot now, it's a private business. They can limit whatever they want. It's their business. I heard that a lot during the Rona. I'm not going to say the word. I hate the word. It is true that a private business can make the case that they have the right to censor whatever content they want. Just depends, you know. It is a private business, and they have the right to run their business in any way they want. Just like a cake maker has the right to decide whether they want to decorate a gay wedding cake, or a web page designer has a right to refuse to design a website with content they find objectionable or against their religious beliefs. <clears throat> they try to separate the two, though. However, in the case of the social media companies, there's an overwhelming amount of evidence that during the height of the Rona scandemic, and maybe even continuing to this day, that the U.S. government at all levels was involved in putting pressure on these companies to silence, moderate, and even cancel users that they deemed to be purveyors of misinformation. These so-called violators included credentialed scientists, doctors, experts in the field, political representatives, thousands of users simply voicing their opinions, including me, and even the President of the United States. If they disagreed with the narrative of the state, they were accused of spreading conspiracy theories. On the part of the government, this was a clear violation of our freedom of speech, which is protected by the First Amendment of the Bill of Rights. As a reminder, the First Amendment goes like this. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people peaceably to assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. Every element of this very important right has recently been violated by our government all in the name of a national emergency. This was all done without any legislation by our elected representatives in Congress. Our tyrant-in-chief, Joe Biden, along with governors and mayors, bypassed the rest of the government and acted like dictators, and they still are. 
Any right that can be suspended for any reason is not a right. Isn't sharing information or misinformation part of free speech? Isn't it our responsibility as Americans to figure out the truth? Because, truth be told, we can't trust the nightly news anymore like we once thought we could. I wonder now just how many years that the news has been lying to us and manipulating public opinion. Have we ever been able to trust the nightly news? Kind of makes me wonder. Benjamin Franklin was quoted saying, Without freedom of thought, there can be no such thing as wisdom and no such thing as public liberty without freedom of speech. That's a really good point he made, okay? Without freedom of thought, which means all these different opinions and thoughts and and all the different experts should be out there putting out the information that they believe is true based on their knowledge or even just their opinions. All of that should be out there to determine what the truth is. But see, that's not been allowed to happen over the past few years. If I wanted to go on a free speech frenzy and tell people like something like, the sky is green, don't I have the right to do that? We can see for ourselves that the sky is blue. <laughs> By the way, I saw the other day, you know how Anytime you see uh, any kind of photos or anything from the rovers on Mars or anything, it always shows everything looking all red, like everything's through a red filter. And it's like we've been led to believe that everything's red on Mars. And then the other day, some new photos came out from their little helicopter they're flying around on Mars, and the sky looks kind of blue. It looks an awful lot like it does here. It's like, so which is it? (laughs) <laughs> what is the truth? I don't know. Should our government be, ab- be allowed to stop me from misinforming? What if I want to misinform? Isn't that my right as free speech? Would you want that? Would you want our government shutting down the teaching of evolution? Whether you think that is nonsense or not. What about those that think human caused climate change is a bunch of BS? Surely that is someone's freedom of speech to say and believe in such things, wouldn't you think? Would you want our government to shut down different points of view on any issue? Remember the disinformation governance board Joe Biden tried to form? Why has freedom of speech become a partisan issue? How is anyone of any political party okay with this? Because after all, when the opposite political party is back in power then the tables will be turned and someone else can potentially have their speech suppressed. I figure our government has been doing this for probably quite some time, but during the Rona, the evilness of censorship was made blatantly obvious. Many of us speaking out have been labeled as conspiracy theorists. Nonetheless, ladies and gentlemen, this is happening. New evidence confirms what we have known all along. Our federal government is working directly with big tech to silence Americans, said Daniel Sir, managing attorney at the Liberty Justice Center. He continued by stating that the government is directing private companies to violate Americans' free speech rights. Censorship may have started with what they call COVID misinformation, I said the word, but it opens the door for any administration to define any message they don't like as misinformation. Think about this, liberals. When we're back in power, and we will be at some point in time, we might decide to shut you up next time around. Would you like that? This is unconscionable and illegal. New evidence proves that prior to Justin Hart's deplatforming in July of 2021, the federal government and big tech coordinated regularly. Facebook offered the federal government and it accepted $15 million in free COVID-19 public health advertising to promote its public health message on the Internet. 
the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and Biden administration officials coordinated its COVID misinformation response with Facebook and Twitter by holding regular be on the lookout meetings and by providing examples of the types of messages that contradicted the government's message and it wanted them censored. Facebook used proprietary tools to monitor social media posts that contradicted the federal government's COVID-19 narrative and reported such posts to the federal government. Facebook adjusted its policies and algorithms to align with misinformation policies set by the federal government. Who in the government is determining what is misinformation or disinformation? Had we even even heard those terms before the last three years? I never even heard of them. Are actual experts in the field making these determinations? Are a variety of sources being used? Is this crap simply being pulled out of the butts of politicians which are forwarding a political agenda? Do you ever recall details of how these determinations were made? Where were the mask studies? Where was the informed consent? Where was the data on the clinical trials? The information was available if you took a little time to find it. The data did not support the government narrative. Those speaking the truth were silenced. Now, even our Fifth Amendment rights are being trampled by the government. Lawyer offices are being raided in which confidential client documents are being seized. What about that attorney-client privilege we've always heard about. Home security camera footage is being confiscated. Private text messages are being read. Phone conversations can be accessed by the government. Entire social media databases can be demanded. What about the right to not incriminate yourself? Doesn't that take that away? There again, it's that, that thing with the, the new information age that the Founding Fathers never conceived. Our freedom of speech is being taken away, and many of you have no clue. Or you don't even care to do anything about it. Turns out the right to privacy is now also gone. What do you think all these indictments toward a former president and current presidential candidate are all about? Why is a blatant attempt currently underway to silence Donald Trump while he's currently involved in campaigning for the 2024 election? How is this considered okay by anyone? Because, like I said, liberals, we're gonna, we could do it to you next time. Would that be okay with you? Why are they so afraid of what he has to say? Why? That's because if the truth does come out, and it will if Donald Trump gets reelected, a lot of these corrupt politicians are going to be exposed for the treason that they have committed. And it won't just be Democrats being prosecuted. There's a lot of treasonous Republicans out there, too. There you go. What do you think about that, Stella? Um, uh, well, it's a mouthful, that's for sure. I just want to say buenos días los de Dios, uh, como manasices todos. I hope everybody will go bright and shining and ready for the show. We have a lot to share today, that's for sure. Tons and tons. Mm-hmm. And we have a guest in the studio with us, Tanya Watkins. Good morning, Stella, Rebecca. Hey there. All Glad right. you could make it with us today. Thank you. Me too. <laughs> so why don't you start off by telling everybody a little bit about who you are and what you've been up to? Well, uh, I am, by profession, an educator. Um, I have also homeschooled my own children for the last 10 years, Um because what I saw in the public school system was already 10 years ago just an issue of great concern um, from the fact that the children were in control 
of what was going on in the classroom by going home, complaining to their parents. The parents would collectively come into the administration and uh, the administration then come into my classroom and tell me how I needed to run things. Um, Also, you know, the government for quite some time has been dictating the need for um, testing. Um, So we are teaching to the test as opposed to teaching actual subject content. Okay, now... This, what is teaching to the test? What does that mean exactly? I think I know um, because I went to college not too long ago and graduated. Um, but tell everybody what that means. That means that you have a standardized test that is created by um, people in a certain part of the United States, Iowa, for example, um, which is where most of the tests come out of. And things that are on this test are not specific to, say, New Mexicans. Um, You know, the language that is used is different, possibly because of colloquialisms, possibly because of the way um, one teacher would present it in her or his classroom as opposed to another. Uh, So when we teach to the test, we teach them how the language is going to be uh, presented to them on this test. Um, Instead of teaching them the content, um, at that point, we're we're focusing on things that aren't going to matter in the real world once they graduate and and go get a job. Like, like, tell us some examples of those things that don't matter. (laughs) Uh, Like... um, the language that I was talking about, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, if um, if if the language in one part of the United States is different from another part of the United States, what difference does that make as far as can you uh, do this job um, that you've been hired to do? Mm-hmm. Um, math is basically across the board the same. However, um, if you are Uh, taught a specific way to do the math um, instead of, you know, that there are many ways to come to that solution, um, then it it restricts you Mm -hmm. in a way. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, and the government being in control of all that, what education do they have that gives them the authority to tell me how to teach English in my classroom? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. That's it's it's a problem. It's a, a one problem. size all fits solution. A one size all solution. Solution. Fits, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Which isn't usually the case. It's, no, no. No. And no. it's restrictive. Yes. No. Stella, what are your thoughts today? Well, it's not just the language that's restricted. They're restricting the teachers on a lot of things and demanding that you do things that you would normally never, ever do to your children or anyone else's. So and I'm talking about the sexual orientation, the whole thing, yes. pushing things down their throat, teaching them things that they don't even need to know till they're 18. They'll find all that stuff out on their own. They don't need you to tell them as a kindergartner or second grader all these sexual things to do. It's just a horrible thing. And teachers are being forced to do it. If not, then you're you're going against the system. Going against the system. And at this point, we're looking at fines of around $5,000 with the new legislation if you talk Fines. out against uh, gender um, trans- Equal- transitioning. Equality. Yes, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, if you don't use the right pronouns, um, you could be fined as a teacher at this point. It keeps your mind focused on what you can call children instead of what you can teach them. Exactly. And, you know, it, especially these kids that come in and they want to they want to be a dog and they're barking all the time and disrupting <laughs> the class and you have to humor them and, you know, to act, treat them like they're a dog. Like it's yeah, Well, you, you have to affirm them, Stella. Oh, my God. Your intelligence instead is just, of, Instead of getting them the psychological help they need, you have to affirm them. Yeah, they're, they're insanity. Mm-hmm. Everything yeah. has to be affirmed. Well, what child does not look for um, attention, you know? Yeah. And what yeah. child would not say that they're a dog just to get that attention? Sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've got to have structure in the classroom or you have chaos. And now there's none. There really isn't any structure. Exactly. I see kids today, they go there and they come back and my little one says, I'm not learning a thing that's going to help me when I grow up. Like you said, I need to learn how to balance a checkbook, how to change, change my oil if I had to, if there was no one else. And so many things that I have to learn to do on my own. And we're not learning that. We're learning a lot of perversion. 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And now they're trying to cut the parents out of totally the the whole process that mm-hmm. the the public school system is in charge of <laughs> of medical care for your children. Mm-hmm. And don't tell the parents. Well, do I remember the day when you could not even give a child an aspirin? I think to this day you cannot right. give them an aspirin. Right. But you can take them for an abortion. Exactly. So what's, you know, like, wow. Yeah. Well, unbelievable. The hypocrisy. Yeah, is, it is. Ooh, it's beyond. Yeah. Yes. Beyond belief. So what I want to talk about in the next segment is I want to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, I opened the show talking about freedom of speech, um, the things like the the Fifth Amendment, the the implied right to privacy. And the reason I don't say right to privacy is because nowhere in the Constitution does it say you have a right to privacy. But it does imply that based on what it says in the First and Fifth Amendment and all of that stuff's being violated. And I want to point out examples of how that's being violated so that you guys can understand what's going on. I have a vicious example of how it's being violated. Uh, used to be that if you're a public figure, anybody can attack you, say anything you want, and you're just there to be, a, you know, because you're a public figure. Mm-hmm. So now anybody can say anything about you that they want. Well, now, even in social media, where people are, they're really going off on everything. People are angry and they're saying a lot of stuff. And one innocent man here, I say he's innocent because he said a lot of stuff that a lot of us have said about Biden already. That he's worthless, they hate him, you know. He said he like made a threat if I could I'd get rid of him and stuff like that. Well, I think everybody's thought that to a point. But now the FBI went down there to go investigate him. Oops, accidentally he got killed. Yeah, they shot wow. him to de- they Oops. shot him to death. Yeah. And it's I like, would. you know, the funny thing about that, I read about that and that there is no explanation as to, oh, well, the guy showed up to the door with a gun, he threatened the police. No, nothing like that. It's under investigation. All, all that they, all, it, all he, the guy was posting stuff on social media that they thought was, in their opinion, was threatening. They went to his house and they shot him to death. And that's the only explanation we get. I find that to be suspicious. Mm-hmm. It's like, why are you not telling us the details of what happened? Why are you not telling us why you shot this guy? Did he pull a gun on you? Was he being aggressive? Uh, was he being threatening? No mention of that whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And you would think if that were the case, then they most certainly would have pointed that out, but they didn't. So much for freedom of speech. Right. right? And mm-hmm. at this point, you know, despite the outcome of the investigation, he's, what difference does it make? He's, he's gone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You don't. You can't, you can't bring him back. And I keep repeating. This reminds me of. I have a lot of friends that came over when all the Cubans, the Cuban crisis was here, and they were all coming over legally, I guess. And uh, they all came like from Havana, Cuba, and said, "If you said anything, anything about Castro, you were do twenty years to life. I mean, any any little remark, and that's what is coming down here. Mm-hmm. At least Castro put him in prison. He didn't kill him. You know? Well, Stella, that music is our sign that we got to shut up for now. Okay. Zip, zip. <laughs> Zip it. <laughs> okay, everybody, you're listening to Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella and uh, guest Tanya Watkins today. And it's going to be a really good show, so stick around. We'll be right back after these messages. trailer to haul something around check out my friends at jp trailer sales they've been doing business in albuquerque for seven years whether you're hauling cars landscaping equipment dirt or your favorite off-road toys jp trailers has the perfect trailer at a great price to fit your needs they have open trailers and closed trailers and can even do special orders you'll always receive great friendly customer service and no appointment is ever needed Stop by their location at 7605 San Pedro Drive, Northeast and Albuquerque, Monday through Saturday, 10 to 5 p.m. You can also call them at 505-469-1667 or 505-557-8164 or check them out on the web at flatbedtrailersusa.com. Did you realize that our skin is the largest organ of the body? How often do we pay attention to what it's telling us? 
Hi, I'm Tomei with Skin LLC, and we don't just cover up imperfections, we heal them. Our skin being the largest organ of the body tells a story. Beauty and skin alike are often overlooked because we get overwhelmed with so much daily input. You can learn your own skin and beauty story through the customized treatments we provide, personalized just for you. Let us give you the education, healing, rejuvenation, and restoration to support your journey. Call or text 505-918-4211, mention this ad for a free phone consultation, and visit our website at abqskinllc.com. That number again is 505-918-4211. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Genter from High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness. For 27 years, I've been helping patients by gently treating the root cause of their health issues, not just symptoms. Treatments include various chiropractic techniques and therapies, such as electrical stimulation, ultrasound and intersegmental traction, or the roller table. Let's help you be your best self by helping you achieve optimal wellness and maintain it lifelong. Located at 5310 Homestead Road, Northeast, call us at 505 292 Would you like to advertise your business right here on Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella? Get in on the ground floor with insanely low prices and become one of our preferred advertisers. Lots of fellow patriots would love to do business with you. All ads include free production of your commercial using your own voice or ours. Your ad will run on all of our live streams and podcasts on multiple platforms. Our audience is growing by the day. Send your info to Becca at freedomspeaknm.com to get started. Would you like to move on from being a keyboard warrior to owning your own media? I'm Floyd Cisco with Spoken Words in New Mexico. I can take your event to the next level by providing cameras, microphones, video switchers, and other hardware to turn your event into a professional production. See what I've done for others and what I can do for you at rumble.com slash spoken words New Mexico. To get started, send me an email at spokenwords.nm at protonmail.com. Again, that's spokenwords.nm at protonmail.com. everybody, welcome back to Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella, along with our guest Tanya Watkins today. Talking about freedom of speech today. A lot of stuff going on uh, in relation to violating of the freedom of speech and also the right to privacy. And we're going to be the whole, you know, we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff as pertains to that today. By the way, if you want to call in and join the conversation, the phone lines are open. You can call us at 505-444-5059. That is if you're watching us live. If you want to email us your questions and comments, you can email us at Becca, B-E-C-C-A, at freedomspeaknm.com. How you doing, Stella? Hi. I was just re- remembering that you said uh, you don't trust any of the newscasters anymore. And I was trying to think about the time that I really trusted anybody. And I think it's been way back since Walter Cronkite. Because <laughs> yes. he used to tell you the truth and look right into the camera and look at you and say, you decide. That's right. That's the way it is. Yeah. I remember him saying Something that. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But now they're all like. They sound like they're all blackmailing somebody or it's always something vicious. It's never nothing well, true or, you know. Well, you know what I think it is? I think the problem is, is I think that uh, big corporations have so much influence over over news stations now. I mean, they're they're and and. They're all pushing this this uh, agenda, a, a political agenda of some kind. You know, you got your lefty uh, stations that are pushing the leftist agenda. You know, I was listening to an interesting explanation the other day in which somebody was talking about, you know, the question that we've all been asking is like, why would these companies like Anheuser-Busch and Target and all these places, why would they do things that they, unless they're just completely stupid, know that they're going to be shooting themselves in the foot and ruining their own business. And so this guy went in, and I can't remember the guy's name that went into this explanation, but he was talking about this, and it's like what he said kind of made a little bit of sense. 
these these you know and like we've mentioned before you know these big money managers like State Street, BlackRock, and Vanguard, uh, these places are that are basically controlling the money, and they put put people on the boards of these companies. And in this guy said that you know in the minds of these people, they're playing the long game. Okay, uh, and what they're doing is all of the this this new world order that they think is going to be brought about, which, by the way, we're fighting against. We don't want the New World Order. But these people are convinced the New World Order is going to happen, and when it does, they want to be the people in charge. Mm. And that's why they're willing to take some losses up front for what they think they're going to get later on. That, and it's, you know, to a certain extent, it's marketing and and gaining them publicity, um, which puts them at the forefront of that... uh, that ability to make their sales. Yeah, you know, and just like what I've I've mentioned before about the, you know, Biden has said, well, you know, even if we open up these wells, I mean, they're not going to be producing anything for a few years from now. But that's 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 not way the the way the markets work. Okay, if you are an investor, you're looking at the future of the market. Well, if I invest now, okay. It's like buy low, sell high, you know, the kind, that kind of mentality. And it's like if I invest now, I can see that these wells are all coming online and that a couple of years down the road, uh, the situation is going to be very different. So they're, they're, they're basically betting on the future of the market. Mm-hmm. And it's like anybody that has any, any understanding whatsoever of economics understands that principle. It's like you, you are investing in – in the projected value and that therefore that increases the value like right away mm-hmm. and can potentially have an effect on the prices right away too. If you know more is coming, then it can lower the prices right away. Mm-hmm. That's the way it works. You know, Stella, you brought up uh, this uh, thing about this um, thing in Utah where this guy was, apparently posting things on social media is what they're saying about uh, threats against Biden and stuff like that. I mean, who, you know, who hasn't, uh, you know, in the <laughs> privacy of their own home said bad things about Biden. I, I say think bad things about Biden publicly every week. Um, but this guy, you know, went a little further and he, you know, it looks like he, he said some threatening things about Biden. But, you know, I, I've met a lot of people that just like to run their mouth all the time about things. They they run their mouth about things. They don't ever do anything. Especially you know. on social media. They, yeah. That's when they really get crazy because mm. there's a lot of keyboard warriors and they say a lot. They might not do much, but they, you know, post a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but that's I social myself, media. Well, exactly. Yeah, I myself have, yeah. uh, when the mask mandate started coming down the pipe, um, I stated on social media on facebook i said um if if the mandate comes into south carolina which is where i was at the time i am going to go on a hunger hunger strike because i find my salvation in the lord and not some mask or or gloves or something like that well I didn't go on a hunger strike. Okay, now here's, <laughs> since you're on that topic, I want to talk. I want to talk about that. Okay, I've heard about these hunger strikes. You know, where people it's like, well, you know, this this person is oppressing me, so therefore I'm going to go on a hunger strike and protest. It's like, do you think this person really cares right. if you starve to death? Exactly. I mean, who are you hurting? Who are you hurting? Right. You know, the ones that really fascinate me is the ones like, well, I even hate to say her name, but like. Hoopy, let's say if Trump wins, I'm leaving the country. So many of them said that while they're still here. We mm-hmm. wish they would right. leave the country right. yeah, because yeah. they annoy us constantly. But yeah, they're not going anywhere. Just like we're not going on a hunger strike. Well, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And the whole point, you know, was that um, I should have a choice. That should be my choice to um, put a mask on my face or to get a vaccination or to, you know. Um, so, you know, you and I had a conversation on the phone the other day Mm -hmm. and I said, I want you to bring this up because I've definitely got something to say about this. Go ahead. Go ahead and run with that, Tanya. So, um, you know, they were closing churches. Uh, they were 
um, I had to register for my own church so that they could keep track of numbers because we were restricted from a certain number of people. Supposedly, if you get too many, you know, singing out for the Lord, then you're going to be spreading the Rona. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, um, it was it was a matter of me standing up and saying, no, enough is enough. Um, and this whole idea we talked about, uh, Becca, was the the fact that having to register for church, them being able to restrict my attendance, having to register for church, right, mm-hmm. is is a violation of my rights to religion. Yeah, yeah, and and then you know we had um, in South Carolina at least there were exceptions within the mask mandate. Uh, you could have a religious exception. You could have, you know, medical exception. Okay, what we talked about was the fact that how is how is this exception then used to restrict your rights, your inalienable rights, to a point where they can remove them. You know, they can remove those exceptions. They can, um, yeah, it, it's... Well, <clears throat> I'm going to go go back into that because I got, had a number of people get mad at me over the last couple of years because they were talking about they were so proud they had these they got these religious religious exemptions uh, so that they could not get the jab or not wear the mask or or whatever and this this, this is the way I look at this okay. These are rights that we're talking about that we have. Exactly. Okay, we have a right. We have a right to freely breathe if we want to, to not wear a mask. We have a right. You know, these these abortion activist people, they're always saying my body, my choice all the time. And, 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 and I said, yeah, you know, I do believe in my body, my choice. It's my body. It's my choice not to have something injected into me that I don't want in me. And... Of course, that's not what they're talking about. Well, you know, what they're talking about is killing babies. Exactly. I mean, they where should just changes. be honest about it. You exactly. Know? Where that changes is when yeah. you have another human being involved yeah. in that decision. Yeah. So so the point I was making about this, and, and this applies to a lot of different things, you know, like a lot of these states, uh, blue st- or sorry, red states around the country have been, say, passing these constitutional carry laws. Okay. Um that implies that the Constitution gives you the right to have a firearm, which, the, which is contradictory to uh, what the Second Amendment guarantees, not, not gives you. And it's like a lot of people just have no concept of this. Mm-hmm. They, and, and this was actually an argument that the Founding Fathers had uh, with— even having a bill of rights right you know they were they some of them were speaking out and saying that i think it was um mason i think he was talking about this that uh, he had he had a real problem with the whole concept of, bill, of a bill of rights because he thought at some time in the future that it would be misconstrued as meaning that that is giving you your rights when mm-hmm. in fact these are rights that you have. That God-given rights. God-given mm-hmm. rights. Mm-hmm. The, and, and yet what he feared has actually come true. Exactly. And now we things are getting twisted around where the Second Amendment clearly states that the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. And the, the key word there is right. Okay? A right is not given by the government. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet now... You've got states passing constitutional carry laws, uh, which implies that the government gives you the privilege of carrying a firearm and having a firearm. Mm -hmm. So they've twisted it around. So now all it's going to take is, okay, that's great. We have we have conservatives in charge Mm -hmm. of that state right now. But what about if that turns around in the future and you got some socialist communist liberals in charge and they repeal it and they repeal that law and then suddenly, oh, well, you know, we just took away 
uh, your privilege to have a firearm. It's well, like we've forgotten all about the fact that it was originally a right. Oh well, no, no, it, we it went. You guys agreed to it not being a right mm-hmm. back when you passed this law, mm-hmm. or or they start a new law, you know, along with the ones that are already there, and saying, well, this is a new law where credit card companies have to tell everybody if you're purchasing ammunition or guns or what you're mm-hmm. doing, and and for a change, for a change, the credit card companies are standing up and saying we're not going to do that. You know, that's none of your business what they're buying and stuff. Exactly. So a lot and of states. To push back on that, and what criminal is going to uh, Buy care cr- whether or not? Yeah, yeah, with a credit card anyway, exactly. right? <laughs> yeah, they buy the stolen ones that are not exactly not licensed to anybody. I got right? names for you: criminals dealing cash. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> They're or, smart, or they steal them, or right? they steal yeah, them, right? <laughs> yeah. So. The point I'm making, you know, with this, these constitutional carry laws, these religious exemptions, by asking for a religious exemption, you are validating with them that they are in some way justified in doing what they're doing. And so you're, you're taking away your own rights. You're agreeing mm-hmm. to that. And leaving them in and, control. Yes. Yeah. Which they don't have any right to be in control. So, so when all this crap was going on over the last few years, I refused to any of it. It's mm-hmm. like, as a matter of fact, when, when somebody would say, well, you got to wear a mask in here, I'd say, no, I don't. Mm-hmm. I would just say, no, I don't. I wouldn't give them an excuse. I don't owe you an excuse. Mm-hmm. I simply am not going to do it. Right. I, I am not... I, I am in charge of my own body. I'm in charge of my own body. I can choose if I want to cover up my face. If you don't like my face, you can look the other way. Um, I choose whether or not I want to have some foreign stu- substance injected into my body. And, you know, I am so glad that at the time I did not work for an employer that was trying to push this garbage. I've been mm-hmm. self-employed for quite a while mm-hmm. now. Um, but if I did, I would like to think that if I had been employed by somebody at the time and they were trying to do harm to me like that, I would not want to work for that employer anymore. Mm. I'd say, you know, this is not the kind of company I want to work for. And I would have quit. Yes. My, my husband, um, he was working for a paper mill at the time and had to wear a mask both inside and outside the whole time he was there. And uh, then when we moved to, we got, he got a new job. We moved to New Mexico. He was forced uh, to get the vaccination or suffer, you know, termination. So um, thankfully, yes, I have been homeschooling. So I was not, but I have suffered my own amount of anxiety. I don't know how many places I was kicked out of because of my whether or not it was my choice or my inability to wear a mask, um, and and despite the exceptions that were written into the mandate, I was forced to either wear a mask or get out, and and that was at the discretion of whoever was you know whichever employee was enforcing that mandate. So yeah, yeah, people were choosing to go along with the tyranny. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, I want to circle back to that thing we were talking about there, Stella. Which one? I, I'm about the the guy in Utah, okay, oh, that yeah. posted the social media stuff against Biden. Now I'm looking at this article from uh, from Fox News, and they're talking about uh, says here. <clears throat> Facts just seem to be missing. Um, FBI agents have killed a man who allegedly made threats against President Biden on social media. Federal law enforcement sources told. Fox News that Craig Robertson was killed while FBI agents attempted to serve an arrest and search warrant at a house in Provo, Utah on Wednesday at around 6.15 a.m. Prosecutors allege that Robertson posted the following on social media on Monday. I hear Biden is coming to Utah, digging out my old gill suit and cleaning the dust off the M24 sniper rifle. Welcome, buffoon-in-chief. So, <laughs> he is a buffoon in chief. Um, but anyway, <clears throat> here's the thing. There's no explanation in here. Uh, all it says is that he was killed. No explanation. That, you, know, you would think that there would be an explanation as to, oh, well, when, when the... You know, when the police arrived, the FBI arrived or whatever, we've seen how the FBI has been completely out of control over the past couple of years. So I can only imagine... Um, 
how they showed up at this guy's house. They probably showed up like a like a goon squad uh, with like overwhelming force with a bunch of uh, assault rifles and all kinds of other stuff, and probably did a really over the top. Um, you know, invasion of the guy's house. I don't know. I can imagine it. But but there's no mention here that that the guy was in any way uh, being aggressive towards them or anything. You know, kind of like remember that thing that happened in Albuquerque several years ago up in the foothills. Remember that guy up there that was just camping up there? I guess he just was camping up there. He was being a nuisance to people. And the police went up there just because the guy was holding a knife and they, they all opened fire on him and shot him to death. Yeah, I remember him. So, I, I can't remember the guy's name, but anyway, I... Although it turned into giant protests, remember the streets were covered yeah. with people out there shouting. And and then uh, I was friends with a, a sh- somebody that was a sheriff, uh, state police, and he said, well, you know, Stella, he, he was had a huge record anyway. And uh, he'd raped several people and cut the women when he did. And he was a big nuisance anyway. And so I said, so that's okay to just get rid of him like that? You know, and, the, and pe- like I said, the people came out in full force. We were coming mm-hmm. down the street and hadn't even heard of it. And there was no way to even cross. Central because they the, there was just people by the hundreds out there, but here's the thing: it's like I get up at like six o'clock in the morning. My cats demand that I get up and feed them <laughs> at six o'clock. They won't stop bugging me until I do. But you know, a lot of people don't get up at six o'clock in the morning, it, it, especially if you know if they're retired or or they maybe work a different shift or something. At six o'clock in the morning, a lot of people are sound asleep. Okay, <clears throat> so. This was like 6 o'clock in the morning. These FBI agents showed up at this guy's house. Now, and this is how they do it. They show up at the crack of dawn. With no witnesses. With, with no with no witnesses. <laughs> Everybody in the neighborhood's asleep, so nobody yeah. else sees what they're doing. Uh-huh. They sneak in there, and they, and they start banging on the door. Mm-hmm. And if you don't answer the door within seconds, they bust your door down. I've heard of, I've heard of people talking about this happening. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm thinking about myself. I mean... You hear about home invasions all the time. They actually happen. We I actually had one. Did you? Yeah. Yes. We. <laughs> well, um, it was a house that we were renting, and we had just moved in, and the um, there were um, marshals that came to federal marshals that came to our door at night. It was late at night, mm-hmm. and bang banging on our door. We my I believe my husband answered the door, but they made him at a gunpoint you know they required him to stand there and wait for me to go get his uh id to prove that he was not who they were looking for and then they went away. but you talk about just traumatic you know a traumatic <laughs> yeah. experience and yeah but I, I kind of understand, you know, but at the same time, it's like, do your research. You know, the, the previous tenant is long gone at this point. And, yeah. you know, wow. Well, <laughs> you know, you know, what I'm thinking is like, I keep a gun by my bed. I'm ready for a home invasion mm-hmm. if it happens. Mm-hmm. And it's within arm's reach. Yeah. So I can tell you if I'm sound asleep and it's still dark outside, I'm going and some and and somebody starts pounding on my door. Right. I'm going to wake up with my heart racing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be in a, in a moment of terror. I'm going to grab that gun. I'm mm-hmm. going to have it in my hands. And if I do go to the door, I'm going to have that gun in my hands. Right. And you're going to get shot because and you're I'm facing them with a gun. Exactly. And, and that's that, your right. Right. And that's probably what this guy did. He mm-hmm. was in his own house. Right. They were banging on his door at the crack of dawn. Mm-hmm. He probably showed up the door with a gun in his hand because he sounds like mm-hmm. a guy that probably believes in in protecting himself. Mm-hmm. And all because he stated an opinion on Facebook, which probably was just spouting off and venting and, and you know. Like he, all of us. He, yeah. was right. ki- he was killed for that. But, I'm but just if, guessing that that's he, what happened. If he had stood there with a gun in his hand, that would have been the whole thing. He had a gun in his hand. It was a threat to us. They didn't say he had a gun mm-hmm. in his hand. Mm-hmm. No. He just woke up and probably didn't even get a chance to get to the door. Right. No. Well, well, like uh, another lady I heard one time, they were banging on her door at the crack of dawn. Turns out they were at the wrong house. Mm -hmm. And luckily, uh, this woman was not somebody like me that's heavily armed, Mm -hmm. that's ready for thugs to break into my house. She wasn't armed. They're banging on her door. And then 
without giving her even time to wake up and get out of bed and come answer the damn door, they bust the door down. Well, I'm telling you, if I'm in bed and I don't get up in time and somebody busts the door down, I'm going to be ready to shoot somebody at that point. Mm. And I'm looking at pictures from this, uh, from Fox News is on this, and it looks like they uh, busted busted the front window out of the guy's house. So I think the lack of facts in this story is oh, very, very suspicious. And to like me. with what we've said about the media already, even if they do report on an investigation, how, how much can we actually believe? Yeah, well, they're going to twist it to, oh, to benefit them. Absolutely. They don't want to look like they've no. got dirt on their hands. No, no. no I'm surprised they didn't find a, a little gun laying around that said that was his, you know, like mm. set him up with a gun. Exactly. Because he probably didn't even have a chance, like I said, to get the gun. He probably woke him up so suddenly that he was probably in shock, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, but they didn't find a gun. They, they didn't mention that he had a gun on him. Mm. So. <sighs> yep. I don't know. And this is not the first time the FBI has done this stuff. They, these, these it's kind becoming of a regular habit. Gestapo type tactics. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why I just I'm very suspicious of this because of everything they've been doing over the last couple of years. They're just completely out of control. Mm, above the law themselves. Yeah, yeah, they've just turned into a bunch of thugs. Well, you you know, know, yeah, go ahead. So. Uh, Speaking of thugs, yeah. um, um, we're talking about President Trump and everything that they've done to him and everything. Well, this judge gave these lawyers a week in a hotel together to to study the RICO Act, uh, to go against Trump for the RICO Act. I mean, come on, like a gangster. Isn't that sounding like a gangster? Like, shouldn't the attorneys know what the RICO Act is? Why do they have to get together in a week in a hotel, hold up together to plot to plot something is what I'm saying. Right. They should know what the RICO Act is. All of us know what the RICO Act is. And now they have to meet in a hotel in secrecy to go, you know, identify what the RICO Act is. Sounds really suspicious. That's right. To we're gonna me. we're gonna charge him with the RICO Act yeah. as soon as we figure out what the RICO Act is. <laughs> no, well, no, how, how, right? how to fit him into how the RICO exactly. Act? How to fit him into yeah. it? Exactly. That's why they're meeting together in a hotel, hold up together in a week. Like, why couldn't it be in their office or the home or in? A, a cafeteria somewhere where they could meet together and I mean how long would it take together to figure a RICO Act a well, whole week and I have to admit I did not know what the RICO Act was before <laughs> today or before yeah before we started discussing this mm-hmm. but um, you know it seems to me that they are definitely reaching for uh, something mm-hmm. just to one invent. thing after another mm-hmm. yes to to sully his name you know to yeah Oh to, yeah, to put mud on his face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, talk about gangster act. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gangsters. Right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. and these are the attorneys that probably they're being you know helped by the DOJ or some way to make sure that it looks like a RICO act because it's just too there's too much secrecy involved. Mm-hmm. This should be a wide open thing. I mean, right. if re, a RICO act is something that everybody knows about, sorry you didn't, mm-hmm. you know, then why do they have to meet in secrecy? Well, and you talk about a, a violation of. Um, you know, it's such hypocrisy mm-hmm. that they are saying we deserve secrecy, yeah. but you have to reveal everything down to you were telling me um, at this point they've um, they want his video feed from his home. Oh, you know. That's a that's a that's a big subject I want to talk about. Yeah, so, because yes. you were talking just yes. a little bit ago about um, you know the things that I say in my own right. home. Right. Well, at at what point do we have? This is so Orwellian, so, so Big Brotherish. You know, I can't even. I, I have to be careful of what I say oh, in my own oh, no. home because no, we're my gonna, cameras are gonna. That's going to be one of our major topics in the second hour, okay. which our our, <laughs> our first hour. No, that's okay because that, segue. I'm, I'm gonna, yes, we're going to segue into that. So. Yeah, so you know the thing where they wanted to, they were demanding President Trump's video footage from his Mar a Lago home. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to really dig into that because you know how I mentioned at the beginning of the show about the right to privacy yes. and the Fifth Amendment? Yes. Oh, it totally fits into that. Mm-hmm. So I really want to dig into that. So yes. we're going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about this race car driver that was suspended over a like on social media. Right? I mean, I don't, this that is not is... the first person I've heard this happening oh, to exactly. either. But not a, a NASCAR. A, a, a teacher. No, this is first. NASCAR is getting yeah, woke too. Right? Yeah, yeah. 
Wasn't yeah. it a teacher in Florida who was dismissed because of something he had put on his social media? Yeah. You know? the, the people being fired. Are, are all you the not time. entitled Suspended to an opinion fired. anymore? Exactly. I mean, I'm not at work. Exactly. He wasn't in his race car this is texting personal... while he was driving. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he wasn't right? doing anything like that. Right? Anyway, we'll talk about that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else I got here? Um, yeah, and I got. Uh, you know, the special count, a special counsel obtained a secret warrant to uh, to get uh, President Trump's Twitter account data. Secret. And, and secret. you know, yeah. I, I do give Elon Musk credit for this. He fought back on this. He did. And yes. they really came down on him hard well, uh, before he finally submitted to right? it. Right. And, and like Stella was saying, it was all secret mm-hmm. so that they couldn't even... Yeah, they couldn't even let Trump know that they, it was being asked for. You know, that's his own account. Why would he not be right. allowed to know? Okay, anyway, you're listening to Freedom Speak with Becca Marie and Stella. Our number, if you want to call us back after the break, is 505-444-5059. We'd love to hear from you. Don't go anywhere. It's going to get really good in the second hour. Mm. <laughs> 